Hello there, I'm Hippie, you can call me JD. And Ahoy, I'm the comic hunter, also known as Hunter. And this is A Hero Story, episode 63. Welcome. A Hero Story is a podcast where we talk all things comics. That includes comic book movies, comic book animation, comic book video games, comic books themselves. You name it, we probably talk about it. Uh, we start with the news of the week. We cover any news from live action to video games to, you know, everything I just listed. And then we go <laughs> to the actual comics of the week where uh, we had a lot of comics this week. This is a big whopper on my wallet. Uh, my wallet hurts. <laughs> from, from DC, we had The Flash, number 78, Young Justice, number 8, Batman, 78, uh... Batman Detective Comics 1011, uh, You're the Villain Riddler, and Batman and the Outsiders number four? Five. Five, okay, I'm a little off. And then on the Marvel side of things, we had Powers of X number four, The Amazing Spider-Man number 29, and Daredevil number 11. That is a lot of comics. That is a $40 week right there. <laughs> we're both in school and we were able to read them all. Well, I was. <laughs> Due to a busy school week, the only thing I didn't read was Amazing Spider-Man, and I mean, I didn't, I don't read Batman and the Outsiders, and I didn't even know about the Year of the Villain Riddler, so I'm a little off, but boo. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Outsiders. I know everyone says Outsiders is great, so I'm gonna have to catch up. As it's soon as really possible. good. I caught, up, I finally caught up on Aquaman for Hunter's oh, recommendation. Oh, cool! So hey, we it's, can. It's, it's awesome. So yeah, it's super interesting. Besides the uh, whole Arthur Curry going "my man" stuff, then it's like, yeah, he's uh, a little he's a little Jason Momoa at moments, but you know, it's it's, good. it's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we start with the news of the week, and that is Hunter's section. So, Hunter, take <clears> it away. Okay, not that much news compared to the comics, but uh, going over some live action news to start off. Classic Marvel, or I guess yes, videographer uh, news. Classic Marvel TV shows, like the cartoons, The Amazing Spider-Man, X-Men, they're all going to be coming to Disney+, Plus. Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, well, they're rumored. We don't know exactly which ones, yes, but X-Men was on the top of most people's lists from uh, this I rumor. Actually got the, I actually got the list of what's going to be on Oh, there. okay. Go for it. So it's X-Men, the 90s animated series, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, which is, I think, from the late 70s, uh, Iron Man, which is from the 90s, Fantastic Four, which is from the 90s, Silver Surfer, Spider-Man Unlimited, Incredible Hulk, which... Might be 2000s. Spider-Woman and uh, both Spider-Man animated series from 1981 and 1994. 1994 is uh, one of the higher regarded ones, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. believe so. Awesome stuff. Some yeah, stuff that I've wanted to check out for the longest time. I wanted to watch the X-Men animated series. And, oh, yeah. I haven't uh, seen Spider-Man it. Spider-Man 94. I you actually haven't seen it? Yeah, I haven't seen either. I've wanted to watch them for the longest time, and I guess this will be my opportunity to, like how uh, DC Universe served for some of the animated shows I wanted to watch, so... Okay, I watched uh, Spider-Man a lot as a kid, but X-Men, I actually would just watch an episode or two. I actually more so got into it a couple of years ago because it was on Netflix. So I watched not all of it. I would say maybe half of it. It's um, it's good, but it definitely has like a nostalgic factor. So you kind of, ah. you might not enjoy it as much unless you kind of grew up on it. That was okay, just me, that's though. Fair. Yeah. Okay, um, next bit of news outside, um, um, continuing with the live action is Hawkeye has found its, uh, his apprentice, his sidekick. Uh, Kate Bishop Hawkeye may be casted. It's going to be Haley Steinfeld, who is more so known for, recently, she was in the Bumblebee movie. She was the lead of that. I haven't seen her anything else, I don't think. But she was going to Bumblebee, and a lot of people seem to be applauding this potential casting i haven't seen any hate at all for this which is good i mean she looks the part she looks like she could pull off a kate bishop suit what do you think yeah i haven't seen her in anything i thought did she do one of the voices i think she voiced spider gwen oh, that's right verse yes she did voice spider gwen spider verse okay because the name sounded familiar but i was like i haven't seen bumblebee so what do i know her from i think she might have voiced gwen but anyway she did um, yes it's pretty cool i mean Kate Bishop is a character I've never really read about. I know everyone says to read Matt Fraction's Hawkeye that it's so great. So it's something that I'll have to get into one day. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, I got nothing against the casting. Yeah, I mean, yay. <laughs> it's good that she it's moving forward. Like getting casting is always fun. A uh, yeah. little bit more live action news outside of the MCU to the DCEU bracket question mark. Robert Pattinson recently said that he's tried on the bat suit. He's had a full-on suit test with uh, Matt Reeves. He said it took five people for him to kind of suit up, but afterwards he felt really powerful. He thinks the suit looks amazing, and he's excited to get shooting uh, within the next year, I suppose. Yeah, probably start shooting by the start of 2021, or sp end of 2020, maybe. But yeah, 
he now has a suit. So not much to cool. kind of I'm, say. I'm what wondering do you think when we're going to get a suit reveal. Uh, like, you remember the picture? I mean, I can remember it was like 2015 when we got the Affleck suit reveal, or maybe 2016. Yeah, the black and white picture by the Batmobile. Yeah, that was insane. I remember when that came out and the internet went crazy. <laughs> I kind of wish that they did the suit reveal before the actor announcement. See how good Batman's identity is hidden. You show, you cast someone as Batman. Say Robert Pattinson oh, was cast, but we didn't know. Yeah, say we didn't know. And they release a picture online of him in the suit. And they don't reveal who's in the suit until maybe 24 hours later. And people just online try to guess who is that under the suit. Just to see how good Bruce Wayne does with this secret identity thing. So, yep. yeah, I, I wish they did that. But I'm excited for the suit. I hope it's more Affleck-like with the shorter ears and less armory type. So I'm just kind of hoping we get something that resembles the comics a little more. Um, I would not be mad at all if they took uh, some rebirth type suit where we don't have the underwear on the outside and, uh, you know, it looks good. The smaller logo and, you know, maybe a little bit of purple inside the cape. I think it could look cool. Purple would be great or even like a light blue or a gray. My number one hope is white eyes. Not just yeah, for a scene. We, we've never had a Batman like that in live action, so it'd be cool. I mean, we've had, like, hints to it with uh, Dark Knight, how Bale kind of has the white eyes when he's in the building with Joker. Yeah, and I guess Affleck's uh, mech suit. A little yeah, bit. that also has yeah, white eyes. But I want the suit to have full white eyes for the entire thing. Just make it, like, white lenses or something, just to hide your eye color. It could work. But yeah, that's uh, that's it for live action news. Uh, going on to a bit of gaming news, actually, this week. The Avengers video game has an Instagram and Twitter page, and they've been promoting a different character every week. Last week, we went over Captain America, showing some kind of like some gameplay, some new info about him, and a suit. We got the uh, Secret Empire suit just before we got the Hydra suit. It looks great. Um, now, this week was Hulk. We got some Hulk gameplay. Looks all right. Did you watch any of it? Yeah, yeah, it looks very okay. Looks Something slow. like the jump down where I was like, oh man. Yeah, I might be, just be used to like the Arkham games or Spider-Man. But yeah. Hulk just looks slow. But Captain America looks awesome. Like he's fast, he's very Arkham styled. But Hulk is just like slow with maybe five generic animations so far. So it's like, okay, I mean, I guess you can't do too much with Hulk. But his suit, uh, his new suit is actually him in a tuxedo, which he wore in the Golden Age could be silver age but he did wear this for a bit gray hulk wear it actually and so they're giving hulk this suit for it any suits you hope to see for hulk uh nothing in particular uh and regarding the golden age and silver age it's kind of tough because marvel didn't really exist much in the golden age they they went under a different name they kind of appeared more in the silver age so i I guess it would be called silver age but it's their golden age because that's when all their characters came so silver age of comics golden age of marvel does that yeah. make sense? <laughs> it's the classic where you get covers uh, with the speech bubble and characters saying things. So yeah, that, and that kind of soapbox. Yeah, Ben is his favorite. So, <laughs> yeah, he's. I think if I were to hold for any suit, it would be kind of like roll Planet Hulk style where he has armor in a way. Ragnarok style, you know? I think that would be cool to have. Again, mm-hmm. uh, suits do not affect story or anything. You can wear them at any time, and they only affect the look of the character, not gameplay. Just like Spider-Man PS4 and the Arkham series. So that's cool. Because yeah. I don't really like the Captain America's default suit. So I'm hoping we get yeah, a comic yeah, one. Yeah, to change a lot of them. Yeah, I'm hoping we get a comic one or uh, Age of Ultron one. Because I really like that suit. But yeah. Um, comic news, just a little bit. Batman Who Laughs event called the death of the oath or something like that uh hell of the oath do you remember uh i'm gonna have to check but uh hell horizon i was totally off that's what it's called dc you're the villain hell horizon i had a little spotlight this past week and showing off some of the infected characters which are characters such as blue beetle jim gordon supergirl hawkman donna troy and shazam and so we got to see what Donna Troy looks like. They're basically, imagine the Batman who laughs, but with other characters. So the Supergirl who laughs, the Shazam who laughs. And they're going to be appearing in their own little event focused around Batman and Superman by Joshua Williamson. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, the event is going to be by James Tinion, who is a yep. great writer. Uh, 
I love a lot of his work, so I'm interested to see uh, where he goes with it. I'm typically not a big fan of events. Uh, like any crisis event, just doesn't really do it for me. Uh, Heroes and you crisis. know, uh, metal and all that. So I'm I'm a little bit nervous because I think even good writers can have struggle with events. See Jeff Johns during Infinite Crisis or Grant Morrison during Final Crisis, but. Hopefully, Tineon can do good. Um, but is anybody else just sick of the Batman who laughs? Like, after this event, I really hope he either dies or disappears for years. Like, he's way too overexposed now. Like, it's an interesting concept in the beginning, but now it's just like, okay, he's an evil Batman. I'm, I'm sick of him. Have him die, but we all know he'd return eventually. But have him die, please. <laughs> I thought yeah. he died at the end of his own series because Joker shot him, but nope. Just held up in the Hall of Justice in a prison. So... Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I am sick of him too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, other bit of news. The last bit of news is Suicide Squad is getting a comic. It's not going to be called The Suicide Squad. It's once again just Suicide Squad. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, it's written by the. Uh, it's done by the creative team of the original Injustice. Tom Taylor is a great writer. Uh, I haven't really been into the squad since the end of the New Fifty Two. I actually didn't read the Rebirth book just because no interest. Uh, I know part of it was good, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I know <laughs> Rebirth, I had Jim Lee Rebirth was bit, actually right? good. Yeah, Jim Lee was on art. They had General Zod involved, but it, the whole roster was just the movie roster because it came out around that time. Right, right, So right. it was just kind of boring characters outside Zod because the whole thing was kind of centered around General Zod being stuck on Earth and they're trying to recruit him. So that was cool. But besides I'm, that, I'm curious. Cool. There's rumors that they would possibly kill off Harley Quinn since her book is kind of non-canon anyway. And Tom Taylor said no one's off limits. So yeah. So yeah, he said literally and he's anyone done controversial can stuff with injustice, of course, which is Elseworlds, but you know, he's, he's been willing to go, you know, the distance on some of these characters. Yeah. So what he said was basically anyone could die here. This is a book with stakes. If you want a comic with stakes, read this book. So that's interesting. Granted, if you look at the starting roster, the team, Amanda Waller, of course, Deadshot and Harley Quinn, of course, but then you also got original characters, Thylakine and Wink, and also obscure villains like King Shark, Magpie, and Zebra Man. So him saying anyone could die also kind of just seems like he means Zebra Man's going to die. Oh, no. (laughs) So... Yeah, it has stakes, but also a lot of these characters no one really cares about. I think it'd be interesting if maybe Deadshot died, or like you said, Harley Quinn. I doubt Harley's dying, though. She's too popular. I I highly doubt it, too, but the only thing I could say is that her book is fairly non-canon, right? Yeah. So... And she's only in, other than that, the mini with Ivy, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, which is starting next week, Perhaps. Maybe? I mean, I don't know. I feel like a lot of DC fans would be like, hell yeah, kill her off. <laughs> I'd be okay with it, yeah. Bring her but, back to what she was before the third year of New 52, I think, is when she got really popular. Yeah, I mean, maybe even before that. It was... Kind of in the New 52 area, maybe a little earlier. Yeah, she, but, yeah. she got popular during New 52, but I, if you remember... I'm, I'm actually uh, kind of interested because Tom Taylor has written probably my favorite Harley Quinn in Injustice, so maybe he could make her a great character again. Will you be reading this book? Maybe. I, I gotta see a little more. I'm, I'm interested because I do like Tom Taylor, but I'll leave it at a maybe. I think I will read it. I did enjoy Suicide Squad, uh, Suicide Squad Rebirth, and I did enjoy Suicide Squad New 52. So, well, the second New 52 run with, uh, like, Black Mass yeah, and stuff. Yeah, the new Suicide Squad with Daniel West. Yeah, yeah. So, I think I will read this. Suicide Squad, yeah, like, a lot of people don't like them because of the movie, but the comics, they ain't half bad. Like, they just they get too much hate, so I think I will check it out. Yeah, and, I wouldn't be against reading it. I'll, I'll see when it gets closer, but I wouldn't be against it. Yeah. And that's it for the news. Now we have 300 comics. <laughs> They're here. We All right, nine so uh, pick of the week and cover of the week. Hunter claims he has oh. four 10 out of 10s this week. So well, maybe like 9.9s. After, oh, okay. like, after I said that, I thought, I'm like, okay, maybe some of them I might have a single nitpick. 10 out of 10 okay. doesn't mean a perfect issue. It means an issue with no flaws. So okay. I'm going to say my cover... Well, you go first. I got to... <laughs> shuffle through this. All right, well, here. cover of the week for me is obviously Daredevil. I love that Spider-Man breaking oh, out yeah. of the head of Matt Murdock. I think it's, I, whoever does the cover for Daredevil does great. 
Uh, I love the way they look, kind of like classic art. So that's my definite cover of the week. As for pick of the week, um, I'm kind of between either Daredevil or Flash even. I, I enjoyed Flash. Flash was good this week, yeah. So I'm between those. Probably Daredevil, but... Okay. I'm, uh, I'd say my cover of the week is also Daredevil. And my pick of the week is uh, Batman. Batman by Tom King? By Tom King. <laughs> am, am I hearing things from Batman wow, 78 okay. I... might be my pick of the week. It's either that Bat- or... <laughs> oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. After we recap, then I will might have to redo this. But just looking back at all these covers, I think Batman might have been my favorite of the week. Okay. Well, fair enough. Um, yeah. Let's start with let's start with Batman because we always happen to start with the Tom King comic of the week. Uh, it's controversial. Batman number seventy eight. <laughs> the the city of Bane continues. So the first well, page kind is of. A, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> part of the city of Bane, but we don't really get anything with it. Anyway, um, the the first page is an exact same dialogue as something from the Golden Age of when they first met. I actually saw a side by side panel online. I didn't realize that's what the dialogue was from, but that's why it sounds so. 1939 ish. Yeah. <laughs> and there's even uh, the classic suits and everything. I like Batman's chest logo a lot, how it kind of has the lining for the wings of the bat. Yeah, I mean, like how it was in you know, the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, but I like this because it kind of answers the argument did we meet on the street or on the boat? So, for those who don't know, the argument of did we meet on the street or on the boat is uh, in Batman number one, I think it's number one, from 1939 or 1940, whichever year it started, in the Golden Age. Batman and Catwoman met on a boat. But in Batman Year One by Frank Miller in 1986, which kind of relaunched Batman, they met in the street. So throughout Tom King's run, it's been an argument. Did they meet on the boat or did they meet on the street? Now, to me personally, they met on the street because the Golden Age isn't canon anymore. So that doesn't really matter. But Batman Year One is canon. So they met on the street. I don't know how so you feel So you're about Team that. Batman because Catwoman always says it was a boat. So. I just go by current continuity because nothing else from the Golden Age is canon, right? Like, it's like Batman killing Batman using a gun, not yeah. canon. <laughs> I mean, it's just like a fun reference, really. Yeah, no, and, it's a fun reference, and King loves to bring it up. And even this first page is a fun reference because I believe this scene is the cover of a actual cover from the Golden Age, and you know, most of the covers has speech bubbles. And the thing, even Batman straight up says, "Well, Cat, it seems we got you at last. Now let's take a look at that bandage." And what's the use i know when i'm licked go ahead yeah so that's <laughs> very very classic yeah it's very 1939 so uh anyway from the issue uh they're on on the beach with the water and uh batman looks a lot like magnum pi if you've ever seen that show with tom Selleck. Uh, yeah this was very on purpose because tom king actually posted about this but uh yeah, he's got a mustache and a hat and stuff he's in disguise uh, this is essentially Batman and Catwoman's honeymoon, if they were to ever have one. Uh, they get to vacation on the beach. Kind um, of, yeah, yeah. That, that's how I viewed it. So, something I don't like about this issue, and maybe you disagree, I felt like the dialogue for the majority of the issue felt very fan fiction-y. Like, it's like, oh, Bat, oh, Cat, don't lie to me. No, please lie to me. I love the way you lie. And it's like, okay, can, can we, please? <laughs> I actually didn't notice too much until one scene. So okay, I, I just, I just felt like the whole there. thing was just like, Bat, Cat, and this is a problem I've had with Tom King forever, but Bat, Cat, it, it feels very fan fiction at moments, which is a problem to me. Yeah, uh, that's fair. <laughs> uh, anyway, Tom King loves uh, his Bat, Cat. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we find out that Bruce is in his undercover name here because when he orders a drink at the bar, he says that he's Malone, which we all know his undercover name is Matches Malone. So nice little reference there, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a little wacky moment, uh, Selena walks away from the bar, and the bartender's like, brah, is that your wife? <laughs> he like, doesn't say okay. anything, just a single tear goes down Bruce's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Not my wife, she left me at the altar. <laughs> uh, so after they finish their drinks, uh, they decide to go hiking, or extreme hiking, in their Batman and Catwoman uniforms on like a cliff. And Selena uh, kind of explains that they're training. Yeah, they're training to get Batman ready for Bane, and uh, mm-hmm. Selina mentions how she still has the ring, and this is actually probably one of my favorite parts of the issue, um, the kind of back and forth they have. So Selina mentions that she has the ring, and Bruce is like, well, it's, it's not, not mine. mine, and Selina's like, well, I shouldn't have kept it, and he's like, I Bruce says that it. he doesn't want it. So then Selina's like, well, it feels like stealing, so that's probably why I wanted to keep it. So I, I like that. Uh, you know, I, I think that's interesting. 
why yeah. she kept the ring all these all this time i guess months by now yeah exactly uh, <laughs> i feel like it's kind of awkward bringing it up while they're climbing like <laughs> just imagine a single tear going on versus face yeah but after this after they get to the top this is where the dialogue really goes like this is, to me. Yeah, this is the part where i'm like okay this is a little so oh, no, Tom no, King no. loves to use the dot dot dots to break up dialogue and i think in parts it's realistic i mean i stutter all the time but it gets so annoying when you're reading comics. So, like, in this scene, uh, Bruce is like, we made it. And Selena's like, did we? And Bruce is like, it's beautiful. You're, no, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't. And Selena's like, it's fine, it's good. And Bruce is like, it, do- it doesn't matter. And Selena's like, doesn't it? And it's like, okay, this feels like a little overdramatic. <laughs> and the, the I... dot, dot, dots aren't helping it. And then it, I feel like it gets worse when uh, they go to sleep in their rooms. They're in different rooms. But it's very thin walls, so they could hear each other. And uh, Selena mentions that she knows. I love this part. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair, I fair thought enough. it was good. Yeah. How she knows what he's like when he's awake. I thought that was interesting. How she's bringing it up. Okay. Fair enough. So she knows that he's still awake because the way he breathes when he's awake is different than when he uh, sleeps. Because when he when he breathes when he sleeps, or yeah, when he breathes when he sleeps. Uh, it sounds like the tension has come off for the day and it sounds nice. So uh, Bruce is like, it's just breathing. I don't let go. And then Selena's like, you do, you do with me. And I was like, okay. Maybe Hunter liked it. And then it's like, cat. And then uh, <laughs> Selena's like, go to sleep, Bruce. I'm tired of worrying about you. And then Bruce, of course, with the dot, dot, dots, you don't. I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> and then uh, do you ever get tired of lying, Selena says? And Bruce says, yes, all the damn time. Which I think that line is kind of interesting. But That's a good line. And then they get to the waterfall. Uh, they go to the top of a waterfall. Okay, yeah, this is... I, I got a total credit to the art. And not just Clay, uh, Clay Man, right? Clay Man on this? Yep. Yeah. Not just Clay Man, but uh, Maury. I forget what his first name is. But something Maury. He's the colorist. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, but he did a side-by-side of what the page looks like before and after he does the art. It is insane how much the colors add to this book. Like, Clayman's pencils are amazing, but the the level of detail with color you get, I mean, it, it just blew my mind seeing this post. I mean, if, like, if you ever get a chance, his Instagram's like T. Maury something. If you search it, you'll find it. Uh, he, he posts a side-by-side with art. Really awesome stuff. So he did uh, the art. Enough credit. Like, he did the colors for Heroes in Crisis, right? I think so. He yeah, did the colors for Last Flash issue, too, so... Yeah, like, a lot of coloring, but like it. Yeah, awesome like he. Stuff. I just remember from Heroes in Crisis, the one the splash page with all the flowers. Yeah, like, yeah, that's right. yeah. Be, he definitely did that issue. That would be difficult to do. So he is really yeah. talented here, and I think this is the most beautiful page in like a comic this week. Oh yeah, definitely. The rainbows really pop on this page. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're about to jump off of the waterfall, and again, it's like cat. That that part that's the one part that I actually noticed. I was like, oh god, I didn't actually notice them saying it before. I'm just so used oh, to it by now. If you if you reread the issue, I'm just like, oh my god, I got so annoyed. So it's like cat bat, and then they jump off, and then when they're in the water, they come up, and they're actually they laughing, laugh. which is a nice moment because yeah. nobody laughs in Tom King's Batman run. <laughs> it's cool to see like Batman come out, silk cowl, and everything. He start, he just bursts out laughing. He had fun. Yeah, he's happy. And then of course the dialogue starts again, cat. And then Selena goes, shut up, Bat. Just shut up. And starts to kiss him. Well, goes to kiss him. Yeah, goes to kiss him, but it gets interrupted. And she goes, no, I... It it doesn't matter. And Bruce is like, throws on his cowl and says, yeah. So, Bruce can never be happy in Tom King's run. Um, Anyway, back back on the uh, island. I guess he's wearing a fake mustache. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Which is so cheesy, but it's funny. Uh, I thought I'd do like a flip here because he flipped the because he's like clean shaven and he flipped the page and he's back on the island with the mustache and I'm like, wait, do you have a mustache in the bat suit? Yeah, uh, yeah. At first, I thought it was a real mustache and I was like, oh, I guess it's a fake mustache. But anyway, um, I think this is a direct reference their conversation here to Batman Annual number two, where Selena has the dream about their kid. Oh yes, it is. I think it kind of went under the radar because of the way she talks about it. But uh, Selena talks that she has a dream about uh, their child and what uh, she would be like. And she's a hero just like Bruce. And uh, she mentions that. Yeah, it's from it's from Batman Annual, too, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number number two. So uh, but then Selena says that that future died. She killed it the night that she left him at the altar. And then uh, she says that everyone needs Batman. 
So she thought it was fine, but she keeps thinking about it. So the the wedding really, you know, left a lot on her. I mean, it wasn't just like leaving him at the altar. And he, Bruce actually lets his emotions out for a little bit and even mentions that he spent so much time crying and he, he thought that, you know, maybe she'd come back out of the night. But I don't know. I thought, I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, it's good dialogue for Tom King, actually. Yeah, no, this, this was great dialogue because they don't have to say bat and cat every, you know, two panels. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Bruce Bruce wept, Selena wept, and, uh, yeah, I don't know, I just I thought it was really nice. And uh, that's mostly where the issue ends, but then uh, they have another training sequence on the beach back in suits uh, where they're throwing batarangs at each other trying to practice, and uh, this was okay. So um, Selena wants him to push harder. She knows that if he's got to face Bane, he's got to give it everything he's got. So um, she's like, throw it like you mean it. Throw it like, throw it, not like I'm a teenager who just stole a purse. She's like, throw it like you're angry. Pretend pretend you were this close to happiness, and then I took it all from you. Pretend I made a deci- decision for the both of us. Pretend that I decided you had to be alone forever so you could be Batman forever. Come on, Brutus. You have to feel it, the weight of it, what I did to you. Put that in there. It doesn't matter. I'll catch it. You throw it as hard as you can with all that anger, and I'll always catch it. And then Bruce throws the batarang at the ground and says, no. And uh, then he Bruce is like, you didn't do this to me. Uh, he mentions that he was afraid and he couldn't put it above any vow that he knew that all the time he was afraid. And then Selena says that he doesn't know a damn thing. And uh, this is this was actually not too bad. Good I kind of enjoyed again. this. Yeah. I, I thought it was an interesting scene because I think the I'll always catch it no matter how, how hard you throw it is more of a metaphor of them. Like I'll always be there for you no matter how far you go, I guess. Like, yeah. Uh, maybe some foreshadowing of what he's gonna have to do with Bane. No matter what you do, I'll always be there for you. And we—that's how I read it, at least. We can see that Batman was never really angry at her. He says, yeah. uh, "We were close, and we didn't make it, and it broke me. But never in all that time did I blame you. You believed I needed to be alone to be Batman. You believed this because I believed it. But what if, Cat? I had to be brought low to see it. I had to die, and I had to wake to see it." To see you, really see you, to see, what if it's not true? What if we both, what if we, both of us, maybe we don't live because of the hurt. Maybe we live to fight the hurt. Cat, I'm not fine. (laughs) Yeah, and he says, Cat, I'm not fine. Everything's not fine. My world is dust without you. And And it's a beautiful page of them kissing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that, and that's the issue. So actually, looking back at it, I enjoyed it more than I thought. See? Uh, I, oh, well, actually, there was another page uh, <laughs> where uh, I, I, it's weird the way they did the DC comics this week. There's like an advertisement for Batman Hush, and you think that's the end of the comic, and then you turn the page, you're like, oh, crap, there's another page. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, they just settle on that. Like She keeps saying it's settled, and uh, it's settled that she left, and uh, Bruce is saying that he doesn't think it's settled, and she she says, oh, you poor rich boy. You have no idea what you're getting into. So I like perhaps, how she said poor rich cat, boy. Perhaps. Um, so what do you rate the issue? I'm this assuming very high. <laughs> yeah, this was uh, the best Batman comic that Kings wrote. Mic drop. Okay, that's that's a bold opinion. Yeah, I mean, what would you say is better by Tom King? Um, I'd have to look back at individual issues in his run, but... I'm not sure. But, I mean, I thought this issue, for the most part, was good. If you cut out the bat and cat stuff, the kind of cringy dialogue, I think it could have been a 10 out of 10 issue for me. Yeah, that's my one nitpick, is the bat cat stuff. So I would rate it, like, a 9.9 out of 10. Okay. Because, yeah, the bat cat stuff's there. But for the most part, it's really good dialogue. And the art, like, this made me think Clayman might be my favorite artist of all time. Yeah. The part, the scene where he drops the batarang on the ground and walks towards her, and he's kind of blurred because it's just focused on the batarang. It's beautiful. So. Yeah, now Clayman does great work, and uh, I'm excited that we're gonna get twelve full issues of his art on Batcat. Yeah, I, I I mentioned this before on the podcast. I've never been the biggest Batcat shipper. I'm just kind of like, eh. I'm, I'm not a big Catwoman fan, but they're I think when written properly, it can be good. So. Yeah, like they're my favorite superhero couple. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I rate it. I don't know if I said eight point five, but eight point five out of ten. And uh, yeah, it was yeah, a good comic. I'm excited to see where City of Bane goes because I'm assuming they'll be back in the city of Bane next week. Exactly. Uh, so next, let's go over Flash number seventy-eight. 
so the Black Flash, uh, for those who don't know, has been on the hunt. Black Flash is the death for speedsters normally, but now with new forces, he is hunting down all the force users. Kind of an interesting concept. Uh, and I really love the way the first page starts out. Uh, we go through Barry's life and times that he was broken and powerless, whether it was, was at his mother's death or at his mother's grave or at his first crime scene or as the Flash, that he talks about how death is always chasing him. And no matter how many lives he saves, death will always be behind him. So I think that is really cool. Uh, I don't normally give, you know, I, I don't normally think Williamson is deep like that, but I thought that first page was really good. Yeah, um, like even even the covers that shows like him as a kid in the background, you kind of see Black Flash. Then at his mother's grave as maybe a teenager, Black Flash catching up. Him working in, in a police force, Black Flash getting closer. Then him as the Flash, and the Black Flash is like right there. Yeah. Uh, so at the end of the last issue, the Force users started fighting because Psych is um, not a good person, <laughs> and he decided <laughs> that if he takes down the other Force users, then he at least has time to get away from the Black Flash. So Flash is trying to break this all up, but. It's not exactly working. Psych could read his thoughts and make him imagine things. So the Sage Force is quite powerful. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, this, he's able to control Barry, but Barry's able to uh, connect with Steadfast. And through their connected powers of the, uh, the, the Still forces. Force and the Speed Force, right? Still and Speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're able to take... Psych down, or so they thought, but Psych is just gone, and they can't even track him. And they have no idea where he went. Uh, so then we get um, the rogues, what they're going on. So Meanwhile, at the end of the last issue, the rogues... Malibu, California. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, at Mirror Master's headquarters at Malibu, California... Which is just a uh, hotel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's partying out, and uh, the, Captain Cold wakes, wakes him up. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Heatway wakes him up by hot, uh, heating up the water, like, really high. And mm-hmm. uh, he says, "Yow, that burns," which is <laughs> not a yow, just funny dialogue. Uh, <laughs> but he waves he's like, "Isn't laughing. that the point of the hot tub to get warm?" So the the rogues want to rec- recruit Mirror Master, but after what Mirror Master did with this with the trickster, which was in the previous Flash arc uh, before year one, uh, he got paid and he decided to retire. He's done being a rogue because he'd rather be rich than be a rogue, which is you know understandable. Um, do the tattoo anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Captain Cold. Captain Cold wants to really only wants to see where his sister is because his sister has a history with Mirror Master. But uh, the sister apparently left Captain Cold, um, Mirror Master because she thought she could do better somewhere else. So they leave him like frozen in the ice. And Captain uh, Cold literally froze him with his new yeah, suit. He, like all, all is all it is is his head sticking out. So like Captain Cold going brutal. Uh, but so the rogues are looking different. They were looking to recruit another, but I guess they're trying to find, uh, trying to find Lisa, Lenny's sister. Uh, anyway, we get another look at the Flash Museum and the Speed Lab HQ, which I, the Speedster Batcave hidden in plain sight. I think it's really cool. Um, they're trying to track down where the Black Flash is, and Commander Cold is helping with all that. And since he has the future technology, he's able to track him down. But since he moves so fast, it's tough to track him down. Uh, he shows Barry that Avery and Wallace are both doing good, keeping up with the rogues despite losing their speed. So that's cool. I like to see you know what Avery and uh, Wallace are doing, and I, I really love Rafa Sandoval's art on this uh, like s- sequence here. Yeah, uh, just something as simple as Barry removing removing the mask off his head. Like you could just see like he's so worn out from the art, and I just I love that kind of stuff. I admit I wasn't the greatest fan of his art on Green Lantern. I might just be salty because I miss him on. I mean, on Flash, sorry, on Flash. I was about to say, wait, isn't he your favorite Green Lantern? Yeah, sorry, on Flash, I might be salty because he's not on Green Lantern anymore, and I just think he draws constructs so well. Well, in Flash, obviously, you don't get constructs, but yeah, you still get that emotion, you still get that sleek suits, and it looks great. Yeah. So, uh, Commander Cole says that he's going to be able to track down the Black Flash, and Fuerza wants to help, but she's kind of a hothead with the rage. So, Commander Cole decides to freeze her and Steadfast and says, Barry, you got to take care of this. They're only going to be out for an hour, so if you could do it quickly, that would help. Uh, so, th- <laughs> they get that the Black Flash is coming, and Barry goes off running, and uh, the Black Flash is chasing him, and he's chasing... Barry's chasing Psych, and Black Flash is chasing Barry. And Psych's and on a train. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Psych thinks like, ah, whatever. I could live here for years. No one would ever know. It's not much of a life, but I'll still be alive. 
So the Black Flash is really gaining on Barry, and Barry talks about how it feels like he's running with weight on his ankles, which I think is an interesting description just because he's losing the speed from the speed force. And again, uh, the page where uh, Black Flash is like neck and neck with Barry is just amazing. It's like half a page, and I just love Like I got to give credit to both Rafa Sandoval and whoever did the colors in this issue. I'm not even sure who did it. Oh, uh Prianto, maybe you got this. Uh, I, <laughs> I wish it was Prianto. a splash page because that that is really yeah, cool. Yeah, that could have been one page. I think would have been pretty cool. It's interesting because uh, like Black Flash, he's gaining on Barry, but then he runs right past Barry. Yeah, he runs right past Barry, and Barry knows what's about to happen. He goes no, and right as Psych tries to hide, uh, he yells. Yeah, Psych yells out no, and we see Black Flash on top of Psych, and Psych is just a, a skeleton as Barry catches up, horrified. Well, Black Flash, Black which, Flash goes, <laughs> which is what, <laughs> which is what Black Flash does. He turns people into skeletons. So yeah, like the, the death touch. So. Yeah, exactly. So we got a death in a comic. Well, death. Some people are thinking that this isn't the end for Psych. They think it might be a mislead. But what do you think? I think he's dead. I mean, if anything, they could be like, oh yeah, this thing was going to like. A university, a health university, and Psych just put his clothes over top of a fake skeleton or something like that. <laughs> that would be dumb. I hope he's dead. He's not likable. Yeah. He's not a main yeah, character. <laughs> he, he's so, meant to not be likable, though. He's meant to die. <laughs> In this yeah. case, like, he's a good character to kill off. It's, I didn't expect him to die here. Yeah. So yeah, that was unexpected. I when I when that came up, I was like, "Oh, okay." That's I expected to turn the page and see him maybe in the corner, like seeing Black Flash and Black Flash like creeping up on him, not him. Yeah, I thought, straight gonna, up I, I thought it was gonna be like uh, him trapped by Black Flash, and the thing was like, "Next, trapped by the Black Flash." But, yeah, but it literally says, "Black, Black Next. Flash, don't mess around." <laughs> but the actual thing is, says, "Next, death of the Sage Force." <laughs> so yeah. yeah, we're getting more deaths, I guess. Which this is such an unexpected arc that I love so much. Yeah, like, I know. Black Flash has really not been a big player. Like, he appears occasionally, but he's never really had... I mean, he had the one arc in Grant Morrison when he first appeared, but this is, like, his first real, like, being a big player in the arc, I guess, in, like, the modern comics. Yeah, and all the covers are, like, Mirror Master, Captain Cold, Heat Wave, because that's just happening on the sidelines, but the real story with Flash is the Black Flash is trying to murder him and his friends, so... Yeah. It's a different story, like, it... It's false advertising, but in a surprising way. It's like, yeah, I feel like I'm reading this without looking at a trailer beforehand. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you rate the issue? Nine. Yeah, I'm at nine, too. I, I enjoyed this issue a lot. Uh, I've been saying for a while, Williamson has been getting better as time goes on. He's been getting way more consistent. And uh, yeah, this has been a pretty good arc so far. Williamson writes the best Barry Allen that we've seen since he's been on Flash, I guess. In a, you know, time where Snyder writes Barry in Justice League and he's filled with jokes and Bendis makes him cameo and fills him with jokes and gives him red hair. Uh, <laughs> it's nice to have Williamson know how to write Barry Allen as an accurate portrayal of the character. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's been kind of sad that he's great friends with Scott Snyder, but Scott Snyder still has him be like, I hope we see dinosaurs when they're time traveling to a <laughs> future that could destroy the world. <laughs> Yeah, Snyder, Snyder's like, I gotta get all my jokes out through Jaro and Barry Allen. How can I do this? Wally <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, on the team. Exactly. Anyway, uh, next up is Young Justice, number eight. So, Tim, th- so <laughs> Tim Drake was gonna be getting his new name and new name and new suit was originally reported in Young Justice number seven, but that got pushed back to number eight. And here we are. So actually, a new suit in this apparently issue. Apparently, he's supposed to get his new name in number ten. Oh, but they basically just confirmed what it is in this. Well, one. they said Bart names him, and Bart kind of names him in this one. So I really hope this is a mislead because if so, yikes! Yeah. <laughs> Do a quick uh, recap and just get to the yeah, name so, part. I so guess. La- in the last issue, we said uh, they they land on a mysterious Earth and they said it's the worst Earth in the multiverse. And Hunter and I thought, what Earth could it be? And we said maybe Earth three. And we're like, ah, eh, Earth three's you know without the crime syndicate might not be as bad. Well. It's Earth, Earth 3. three. <laughs> Bendis loves Earth 3, I guess. He used it in his Superman arc with John, and now he's using it in Young Justice. At least he got it right this time. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> last time he got it right, too, it was kind of like through time travel, which is a little Yeah, wild, I felt like that was a last-minute thing. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so on Earth 3, the crime syndicate is gone. 
the, you know, because of Dark Side War, they are dead. <laughs> so Dark, Dark Side, Side War is Hunter's good. favorite. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, who would take their place but the young justice of this earth that is evil? Because all heroes on this earth are evil. So it starts out with Wonder Girl beating up Wonder Girl. Their Wonder Girl is black hair, despite being also named Cassie. I would assume Sandsmark. And uh, she has black hair. She basically just looks like a mini Diana, but she's Cassie. So yeah, it, interesting. Uh, she punches Cassie right in the face, and they kind of get in a brawl. And uh, interesting, but some weird Bendis dialogue here and there, like um, her, her saying, "Like, oh, isn't it? Isn't it?" The Earth Three Wonder Girl says, "Oh, isn't it fun to like, you know, punch somebody, some worst smug self in the face?" And then our Wonder Girl's like, "Cool, I want to try." And it's like, "Okay, Bendis." <laughs> I think Cool. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> like it just comes off as weird. How do you anyway, do, fellow um, kids? So exactly. So so we get their version of Wonder Girl. We also get their version of Superboy, who is called Luther L. It is Ultraman's son, which uh, Ultraman's son with not Lana Luther, but Dana Luther. I'm trying to find where it said Ultraman and Donna Luther. Yeah, yeah, uh, Dana, I think it was, but yeah, Dana Luther. So it's a half Luther, half Ultraman. Luther L and looks like Superboy just with a mohawk, yeah. and uh, Superboy of course has to fight him. And then we get Impulse's uh, opposite, which is Speed Zone, which it's basically cool, basically Impulse but with cornrows and is black. Yeah, <laughs> basically. I don't I don't even think we got a real name from him. I think we, they just call him Speed Zone. Speed uh, Zone's a cool name. I Speed Zone is a very cool name because I always love like the creative the creativity with Flash names. You know, not like Kid Flash, but you know the creativity that comes with it. Yeah, I so, think Speed Zone is cool. Speed Zone is cool, even though it's probably wasted on this character because this character probably won't be around that long. Anyway, uh, Bart is able to fool Speed Zone by stopping short while they're running. Oh, meet me, like the uh, Road Runner from Looney Tunes. Yep. Not a fan of the way Bendis writes Bart. He writes him like. Just a child, and I know he's a kid. He is a child, fine, but I, he writes him so like. If, if you read the original Young Justice series, they write him like a kid, but I feel like they do it in a better way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to express, but I'm just not a fan of the way Bendis writes him. He's a kid, but he knows when to be serious. Yeah, you know, like Dick Grayson started off as Robin when he was like 13, right? In current continuity, yeah. Damian Wayne was 10. Well, I guess Damian had like a rough kid childhood, but it just seems weird for Bart. Especially coming from a I mean, guy from got, a destroyed future. And, and he's got the hyper mind and all that. So it, it, it kind of makes sense. But, you know. Uh, anyway, Tim finds his counterpart. And they get into a battle. Which was a really cool like 12 panel page. Of like silhouettes. Fighting fighting. silhouettes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny. When, when I just saw it in the silhouettes. Their Robin kind of looks like. You remember Red X from the original Teen Titans? Yeah. Uh, I was gonna it say looks either, a lot like that in the silhouettes. <laughs> I was going to say this reminds me of the Teen Titans cartoon. So I, I, thought that, I thought that was really cool. Uh, but anyway, uh, his, his, you know. yeah. <laughs> his art three self has red hair and has kind of a weird mask. Like it connects all the way to like his chin. Like it has a chin guard despite being like uh, just an eye mask. A little odd. It is weird. <laughs> I guess it keeps him protected. Anyway, he uses a gun, which is like, oh, okay. Which may and, have uh, rubber bullets, may not. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he calls himself Drake. Just Drake. <clears throat> He says, it's one of the most dangerous birds. It's who I am. Now, for those unfamiliar with the Drake, it's a duck. It's not that dangerous. Maybe it is an Earth 3. (laughs) (laughs) And Earth 3 ducks have superpowers. uh, And and Tim's reaction to hearing that his counterpart calls himself his last name after a duck, he says, oh, that is good. Which is like, no, no, no. 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 Red Robin's better than that. Cardinal's better than that. Red Wing is even better than that. Sparrow, make him Sparrow. Sparrow. So uh, as the bullets, this is really cool art. I'm not huge on the artist here, but the two little mini panels of the bullets coming at him and Bart saving him are really well done. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bart saves him before the bullets hit him. He's like, oh, hey, nice save, Bart. And uh, they go over, you know, seeing the evil versions of themselves. And uh, Bart is like, whoa, he just calls himself Drake? Hmm. Uh, I'll keep that thought for later. So remember that for later. Uh, <laughs> and anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, Tim is able to meet up with this Earth's version of Batwoman, who is Stephanie Brown. Uh, I love the design for Stephanie here. Out of all really? the Earth 3 designs, I think this one's the best. I think it's kind of, the hair's really weird. <laughs> the hair's a little weird, but I like the, I mean, I meant more of the suit. Okay, suits all right, yeah. Suits all right. I like the purple suit, and she's the Batwoman on this earth, so. 
uh, anyway, um, he's saying that like you know the Stephanie Elmire, I, I love her so much, and the, the dialogue's another weird here. He's like, I'm in a very, I'm in a very intense relationship with you. Yeah, it's like uh, she has uh, no idea who this is. A, a, a life changing thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, he's like, uh, I, I need to, I need your help, and uh, right as Stephanie's about to help him, Barton, of course, clocks her in the back of the head. And he's like, so anyway, as I was saying, Drake, and they have like the big like in the robin style drake i do and, uh, like how yeah how it looks the name in the speech bubble how they kind of have like the robin r cover yeah but it's a stupid name it is a st- very it's stupid name. name it's his last name anyway uh tim's like bart and he's like no that's my name i'm saying we should call you we should call you should call yourself drake and uh he's trying to explain that like no she was gonna help me and now you knocked her out uh let's go to the bat cave and Bart's like, there's a bat cave? And he's like, ah, detective's hunch. And then uh, the issue ends with Ginny Hex facing off against Hex, which is their ver- Earth's version of Ginny Hex. And, uh, damn, and I just realized it's another last name. Yeah. Bart will be like, hey, <laughs> Hex, hold that thought. <laughs> Luther L. Hex. Drake. That's their version of Young Justice. Anyway, uh, she wants the trunk full of goodies, and they're going to fight over it, so... Next issue, Teen Lantern, Teen Lantern, Secret Origin. It only took them nine issues to get to the Teen Lantern. And still uh, 30, 100 issues to get to them actually being on regular Earth. All I, all I want is Tim and Stephanie. Give them their own book, please. <laughs> anyway, uh, you what do you Drake think Drake and Steph? <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, God. Uh, what <laughs> Drake, see, because of the artist Drake, you know, the famous Canadian, uh, yeah. that's all anyone can think of when you say Drake. If so you, wanted... you can't call him Drake. Or you think of Drake Bell from Drake and Josh, if you're old school. But Yeah. <laughs> so you can't call him Drake. He needs a some kind of bird code name. And please, for the love of God, give him something better than a brown suit. I mean, ugh. But it's, Tim could has be a brown really duck. never had a bad suit. In all honesty, Tim has never had a bad suit. I think yeah. he's had better suits, but he's never had a bad suit. And this one looks like it could be his first bad suit. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I, didn't, I wasn't a fan of the uh, buzz cut in Arkham Knight, but... <laughs> Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, Red Robin, I know that's like a restaurant, but you Google Red Robin, and you still get pictures of Tim. You Google yeah. Drake, no way in hell in the next 30 years we're going to get pictures of Tim first. You're going to get pictures of Drake, the rapper, or you're going to get pictures maybe on the 30th page of Google of Drake Bell. <laughs> then you'll be like, oh, uh, Drake Pop Pulcher, and you'll get pictures of Uncle Drake from DuckTales, who's a duck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> I hate it. There's so many rumors saying it's going to be Sparrow. It's like, oh, that's awesome. It's a it's a bird. And Bendis kept being like, oh, it might be a bird's name. And everyone's like, oh, that's cool because Robin, Red Robin. And now it's a duck. <laughs> and, and you're like, oh, yeah, the most I, dangerous bird in the planet. <laughs> I just, I really hope it's a mislead, but I'm, I'm fearful that it's not. So, oh, God. We'll see. Um, we have two issues also, I really until hope that suit it's official. Doesn't stay that long because it looks terrible. But it does. Tell me a lot. Any, anyway, what do you rate the issue? I give it like a five. I didn't enjoy it at all. I wasn't. Yeah, I'm kind. I'm, I'm kind of Earth threed out. Like I, it's cool that they have a Young Justice and I'm all, but like. I, I just, <laughs> yeah. Well, flash forward next week. Start with the multiverse. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anyway. Um. So that was Young Justice number eight. Now let's go to Tech ten eleven. Uh. So this was the Deadshot arc where uh, he, Bruce gets quick recap. His plane. Yeah, his plane gets struck by lightning, and they get uh, right as Deadshot was trying to hijack it, and they get down to an island. Uh, Bruce is away from the rest of the people on the plane, and he finds two World War II soldiers, one Japanese, one American, and they decide to work with him to take down Deadshot, and that's pretty much where we're at. So uh, th- they have really interesting stories. I-, I think the whole concept of the Japanese and the American soldier being on that island for like you know. 60 70 years is amazing yeah they taught each other uh, their languages are the only people they know now and they they ask questions like yeah. uh what modern day life in the world is like are there flying cars that kind of stuff like does yeah. blah 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 the world still sing yeah did we win it's interesting yeah so uh, Bruce dips himself in mud, and he says that what he does requires him to hide his identity, and fear is the only language that some people understand. And we kind of get a, a hint of that criminals are a cowardly and superstitious lot. So cool stuff. Mm. Uh, anyway, he says, wait for my signal as he goes to attack Deadshot. And uh, 
he he gets dead shots distracted and then they send the plane like turbine at him and uh i really like this because one of the soldiers uh the american soldier is in the plane and, and he's like uh it's like one last ride for him <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I, I thought it was pretty cool uh, they temporarily take down Deadshot, but they're coming up on him. But he's, you know, still Deadshot with guns. So Bruce saves Lucius and the people, and he says, "Get him to safety." And he tells Lucius, "Go signal Alfred. Uh, use my signal." And when he gets back to the uh, two soldiers, uh, the Japanese soldier has been shot, and uh, not good. I, I when I, when this was here, I was like, "Oh crap, he's about to die, isn't he?" But we'll see <laughs> yeah. as the issue progresses. Uh, Bruce is coming to hunt down uh, Deadshot, and uh, Deadshot. I don't know how he doesn't like know it's Batman. Like, yeah, because like, Bruce like does something stupid he, here. He, yeah, he yeah he looks like Batman, but he's like he just thinks he's one of the jungle people. <laughs> like he takes this flighter's like cap, and he must have like stitched bat ears to it to make him look more like Batman. Yeah. Like Bruce, you could have just looked like you could just hide your face and fought this guy. You didn't have to look like Batman. Yeah, like really weird. Uh, but they they started fighting back and forth, and uh, Bruce is able to get Deadshot's gun off him, and he's like, uh, "Oh, I, I I like to fight hand to hand." And then uh, he says that, "I hope you weren't too close with that Japanese gentleman because he's dead." Ha ha ha! Like Deadshot has really weird dialogue here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's like, "Yeah, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to be doing two dances in the jungle tonight for your death." And it's like, "Okay." And Bruce isn't talking at all because I guess without you know his voice modulator, he doesn't want to give away who he is. Mm-hmm. I guess at least. Uh, but he ends it with, do me a favor. Shut the hell up as he punches Deadshot. And Deadshot goes like flying up in the air, so he pass, uh, knocks him out. Anyway, uh, the next morning, the army, or yeah, I guess the army, comes to save them. And Alfred is there on the island with Lucius. And uh, he was saying, like, where's Bruce? And he's like, oh, I'll give him a few minutes. So Bruce is uh, back in the jungle with the two men. And uh, they decide that they want to stay here. So Bruce got him uh, some penicillin for sh- for his bullet wound, and he said, "You know, we'll make sure that doesn't get an infection." And uh, he leaves them a signal, so th- a comm link, so they could communicate. And uh, he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go get rescued." So they didn't want to leave the island. They said that since they've spent so much time on the island, they just want to stay there. So I thought that was a really interesting story. Those two. Yeah, I like. Uh, so then a few days later, Bruce drops some supplies over the island, and th- this is, might be my favorite page because we actually get to see Bruce smile. And like I know Bruce laughed in the Batman issue today, but. Seeing Bruce smile isn't something you see too often. So it's uh, nice. he drops he drops like a few yeah it's like a wholesome moment. He drops some supplies for the guys and uh, and even books of like the history of the 20th century and stuff like that. Yeah, so you get like 1984 and then you get uh, 20th century history and just like a bunch of books that like they can catch mm-hmm. up on and some like food and medicine and all that. So I thought that was really nice and uh, the American soldier jokes. Oh, we're gonna have to ask him for strawberry ice cream next time. <laughs> Yeah. So nice, nice little ending to their story. And uh, he, he left them a second com, and he said, uh, you know, in case you ever need me, don't hesitate to call me. So I wonder if they're gonna pop up later in the arc, uh, later in this run. I can see it. I can see like some villain attacking them or something. I don't know. Yeah, I can definitely see along those lines. Anyway, uh, the issue ends with Mister Freeze uh, giving his henchman the file of Nora and says that uh, you've been hired because of, I guess, who you are and. uh, I don't know. This was basically just showing that Mr. Freeze is getting ready to save Nora. They've been building up. I think in the solicitation said that Nora is going to come back and become a crime boss of her own, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it looks like he's hiring these people to get something. Yeah. Because so. he says, uh, any trace of someone trailing you, terminate them. Yeah, and the next issue is called, uh, next arc is called Freeze Frame. So, <clears throat> uh, what do you think of this issue? Oh, it's better than a reread it. Um,. I got like a seven though. Like it's nothing special. Yeah, uh, I'm at like seven, seven point five. It's nothing special. I like the Japanese and the American story, but uh, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Okay. And uh, Batman smiling is nice, and I love Christian Deuce's art. I think he did really good on this issue. Yeah, so. he did do good. Uh, should uh, I quickly any, recap the last yeah, wh- two DC comics? Yeah, yeah. Uh, whichever one you want to start with. Yeah, I'll do Batman and the Outsiders because it's so good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Batman and the Outsiders, but Batman's not really in it. It's basically, um, so the Outsiders split up. It's a team of Black Lightning, Katana, The Signal, and Orphan. And they split up to go save this girl who's been, like, possessed by Rachel Ghoul. With, um, she's, like, a fighter now, and she has healing abilities. And so they, they go over. Katana and Black Lightning, they head over there first, and they stay in this hotel room together. They talk about, uh, Katana's past, and Katana 
uh, kind of grabs a gun and be like, we gotta be ready for anything. And Black Lightning says, you've killed people, haven't you? And Katana says, many. Does that bother you? And Black Lightning just kind of crosses his arm and goes, no, never had to make that choice. So, uh, then Katana kind of sits down with him and says, imagine someone you hate, someone who has harmed you or people you have loved. Black Lightning's like, okay, I see him. And then Katana's like, good. Now allow yourself to feel the pleasure in ending him. And Black Lightning's like, I see it. I feel it. I don't know how I... And then uh, they get a call that it's time to go. So it's interesting that Katana's kind of trying to convince Black Lightning that killing is okay. And that sometimes you need to do it. So that's uh. interesting. Uh, later on in the issue, basically, they go over to this girl. Uh, they, uh, they start to talk to her. She opens her eyes. Katana is whispering to Black Lightning as she's kind of like walking around them. And she's like, look at his eyes. Look at her eyes. Just watch her body language and then they realize that she's drugged and so they start to fight her but uh other people come to defend her and they basically decide black lightning has to defend this girl while katana has to try to speak to her and get her out of the drugs so it's mm-hmm. fantastic art by dexter soy he did the start of red hood rebirth so uh-huh. just brilliant art the fighting is so fluid and there's a scene where Black Lightning goes basically Super Saiyan, like his eyes glow and it gets all dark around him and just his hands are glowing with balls of lightning as he like erupts lightning everywhere. It's it's so cool. He doesn't kill anyone, but he basically just tasers everyone to till they're unconscious. Uh, issue ends, they basically they're able to get the drugs out of her and then she has no idea what's going on. They're just like and they just say, like, get up, we have to leave now. Uh, and they're just like, Well, that was pretty easy. We kinda thought that would be a trap. And then, so just as they're about to leave, they're like, I wonder how Signal and Orphan are doing. <laughs> and it cuts to, the last page cuts to Signal and Orphan being um, near a different location. And some assassin guy, Cyborg, who's extremely powerful, he was in the past few issues, he jumps in on them, and they're just like, all right, we have to work together if we're going to take him down. And then the Cyborg assassin guy's just like, oh, you're not, I'm not here to fight you. It's time you learn how to Batman has failed you. He's your enemy, and tonight I'll show you the way, and that's how it ends. But yeah, basically, I love this comic because the art is fantastic and fluid, and the story's interesting. Despite being called Batman and the Outsiders, it doesn't feel like a Batman book. If he's like, hey, mm-hmm. here's these superheroes that are really awesome, but they're not really in anything, here's them fighting. So Black Lightning is a great character. Signal, I find, is a great character. Cassandra Crane, Kane, sorry. 10 out of 10. No flaws in this mm-hmm. issue. Cool. So that's uh, that's my second ten. So wow. yeah, uh, you're the villain Riddler. Basically, I'll just go over the gift that happened. <laughs> um, Lex Luthor is giving gifts to all the villains of the world. He didn't give one to Riddler though. Riddler's kind of pissed about that. He's wondering why. Like he's like, I'm I'm the Riddler. Like I'm well known. I I've had encounters with Batman my whole life. Why am I not getting a gift? This is stupid. And then Lex visits him. And finally, and Riddler's like, oh, finally, what do I get? And Lex basically says nothing. <laughs> All he says is he gives Riddler, like, a speech of how he's too, he has too much of an ego, and that's why he fails all the time. He's expecting himself to fail because he knows he'll come back because he has plans for, oh, I have this plan to stop Batman, but after that, I have this plan to stop him, and this one, and this one. It's like, why don't you just make one to stop him in general? Like, you're a terrible villain. And Riddler's mm-hmm. just kind of... He basically just shows up to roast Riddler. And Riddler's kind of insulted by it. He's like, oh, oh. So it was this huge speech. And then in the end, it basically ends with Riddler giving up on crime and throwing his suit down and saying, I'm no longer the Riddler. Uh-huh. So Lex just convinced him not to do it. One odd thing I noticed. I know how the world is all obsessed with villains right now because you're the villain. There's a magazine that Riddler has and the cover. It's called Lair Magazine. And the cover is just Sinestro and Lex Luthor posing. I thought that was okay. so weird. <laughs> it's it's just, very odd. So they pose for a magazine cover. I thought, uh, I don't like it. Uh, I give Riddler like a five. Like I enjoyed it, but it's nothing special. But yeah, now okay. uh, Marvel books. Yeah, we don't have much time, so I guess we'll quickly just say something that we liked, something that we didn't like, whatever from the issue. Uh, Daredevil was really good. I was really hoping from the cover that we are going to get a Matt and Peter interaction, but... I'll take what I can. I thought Peter's interaction with the head detective uh, that has been uh, dealing with Daredevil was actually really so good. good. <laughs> uh, the dialogue there is pretty perfection uh, because Spider-Man starts with quips and jokes and uh, the cop is like, this ain't time for jokes, huh? And he's like, is that all you are, jokes? And uh, they kind of go back and forth and 
Spider-Man breaks it down to the point of, yes, he killed someone. Yes, he made a mistake. But at the end of the day, he's saving lives. And and if he's a hero, then you have to see that you can't keep hunting him. Do you want to save lives or do you want to uphold the law? Which I thought was really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love seeing a more mature Spider-Man. I think Nick Spencer is getting back to that after a sloppy Dan Slot run. So I love that. And uh, Chip Zarsky is also doing that in, when he appears in Daredevil. So... I, I hope Spider-Man continues to appear uh, throughout the series. You know, not too often, but when he does appear, it's special. So yeah, I mean, he's really another like hero in New York. So and uh, Daredevil. I even thought the jokes were funny. <laughs> yeah, no, they were funny. And I'm uh, usually Daredevil in bed by be... now. <laughs> and uh, Daredevil seems to be training under Elektra, uh, which interesting. And then uh, kind of interesting at the end, uh, the lady that runs the bookstore uh, called Matt and said that like she kind of just wants to see him right now. Uh, maybe she's looking for a quick hookup. And uh, Matt is like, oh, I'll come, you know, I'll come protect you. I'll come save you. And she's like, I don't need some white knight. All right. I'll save myself. <laughs> so it's interesting. And then uh, he gets interrupted because he sees that somebody's in trouble two blocks well, away. He and hears. It's, he can't actually yeah, see. Yeah, he hears. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to say. <laughs> but uh, he, he hears somebody and it's Daredevil in trouble. The Daredevil that was running around before. Um, just real quick before we end Daredevil. Did you see the ad right before that page where they reveal the Daredevil? the new uh, marvel story the contagion on... thing contagion yeah yeah does that kind of look like dc's deceased to you <laughs> oh it is <laughs> it's like very deceased like right it's very much just dc deceased so i thought i thought that was interesting when i read that but anyway uh daredevil was awesome nine out of ten Maybe yeah 9. i give 5, it depending on how i'm feeling i would say like i thought this was a great issue i'd even give it a 10 the my one nitpick that i could think of is i wish electra was in it more but it was kind of just a tease of Electra. I think they're going to show her more in the upcoming arc, but yeah. I thought this was a great issue. I, I give and, it a uh, 10. Just, no flaws. And uh, just quickly, because, you know, uh, I don't want to get another one-star rating. <laughs> uh, I like I Towers like <laughs> of X. I won't try to explain it. Uh, for those who don't know, we got a one-star rating on iTunes because uh, one of our listeners said that we stuttered a lot and we are not knowledgeable about Marvel Comics. Um, uh, uh, here's the, here's uh, uh, the thing. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing we don't know much about marvel comics and we've stated this openly on the show that marvel is really not our specialty we're mostly dc guys but we're getting into marvel we're trying to get more into marvel i mean we've been we getting into marvel more. just for a year so. yeah so maybe cut us a little bit of slack as we're newer people and you know this we try to be as professional as we can on the podcast but often we record pretty late now Right now it's only 9 44 but some days we're up till you know one two in the morning recording so stuttering can happen and when i'm trying to recap an issue i'm not the best at it so i stutter so i apologize and you know we hope to be better for you and the the reviews help us become better but for something like that i felt you could have just direct messaged me on instagram i I open pretty much every direct message so if it's something like that please feel free to message me if you want to correct me on something on house and powers of x i'd be happy to learn so i like powers of x4 i like the charles and magneto stuff that's all i'll say (laughs) damn i can't tell if that was an apology or a rant (laughs) It's a little bit of both. Like, I'm I'm sorry that, you know, I want to be as professional as possible, but at the same time, we openly state that Marvel's not our specialty. And, you know, I, X-Men especially is tough to get into, so. It will be our specialty eventually. Eventually. But, yeah, as far as DC stuff, though, if we mess up, please attack us. No, don't give us one star rating, <laughs> but, yeah, I think, I feel like at this point we know everything about the DC universe, so. Yeah. <laughs> But Marvel, we're, we're getting there. I mean, we both read, like, what, five Marvel comics right now? Yeah, just about. We're getting there. So, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Fantastic issue. I actually, JD didn't read this yet, so I won't Two? go over it. With Andrew Garfield, you mean 29? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I won't go over this issue, really, but it just goes over um, Peter. It's You know how uh, Mary Jane is getting a solo series? Like a mini-series? Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes over like how it sets that up basically more oh, so okay. than cool. number 25 but it also sets up just how spider-man's going to deal with this uh-huh. the amazing spider-man number 29 by uh, spencer the best spider-man book that spencer's written so far 10 out of 10 wow you'll see when you read it i think this book is like you don't get like a huge fight scene or anything it's just so well written there's a new artist on it that's really good and there's i couldn't find a flaw i enjoyed it the entire thing I read yeah, through it fast. I'm going to read it right after we finish. <laughs> yeah, I read it on my break today at work, and I just just like that, it was over. I'm like, dang, that was really good. <laughs> See? That's, uh, that's uh, Spider-Man. And that's our show, I guess. 
Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to JD's Rent and Hero <laughs> no, Story. Yeah. Right, I'm supposed to be thankful. Uh, thank you for listening to Hero <laughs> Story. No, I, I do appreciate all of you who listen, and I do appreciate the reviews. Just the one-star review, like, I, I understand being frustrated, and I, I think the person also overreacted a little bit, and I apologize if you're listening, but saying that it went from, like, your favorite podcast to your least favorite podcast just because we stutter a little bit and don't know Marvel is... I think a little bit of an overreaction. Maybe I'm wrong here, but anyway, uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate every last listener and we appreciate every last follower and you guys are the best and you guys make all this podcast possible. We love you. Uh, for Hero Story, I'm JD. Oh, yeah. Rate us on iTunes or whatever. Maybe five stars would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's salty. You'll get over I'm a in a salty. week. <laughs> You'll get over next week with uh, the premiere of Flash Forward. Hell yeah, Wally yeah. West. Wally West episode next week and other stuff if news happens. Maybe we'll actually get another bird, a full Birds of Prey teaser this week. We'll see. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. Bye!